What's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. We had a day out yesterday, which was the first time in a very long time. (laughs) You've been out traveling for work. We've both been busy for work. And so it was nice just to get out and hang out together. But last night when we got home, I got sick. Yeah. (laughs) Like in the toilet sick. Like I had to tell you, Clint, I'm not feeling good right now. I'm going to the bathroom. Don't follow me kind of sick. (laughs) (laughs) And I have a very sensitive stomach. I've had ulcerative colitis since I was about 14 years old. And after seeing so many different allopathic, I'm sorry, after seeing so many different modern medicine doctors, I decided to kind of take my own route because there was a time after having what I think was like my sixth colonoscopy where the doctor told me that me not wanting to take 10 medications, including one of them being a sedative, that that was just my way of telling her that I was still young. So I kind of gave her these invisible middle fingers and (laughs) sought out care in another realm. And one thing that really helped me was a book that I found called Patient Heal Thyself. And it's by a man named Jordan Rubin. It's an incredible read because essentially this man was dying and his father was a doctor and he goes through a very similar path to that of my own of just being defiant towards modern medicine and then figuring out a way of finding what would actually work for him instead when all else seemed to fail. And he was literally on his deathbed. And it got me thinking about something that I recently learned about. And the the fact is that 90% of our serotonin, so that feel good hormone is actually produced in our gut. So in our stomach, And it got me thinking about times where I don't feel happy (laughs) and I'm a very happy person, but there have been times where I might not quite feel like myself. So this morning, for example, I'm definitely not feeling like myself. And so I think that one question that we can always ask ourselves is, what did you eat today or what did you eat yesterday? And we don't really associate the intake, the foods that we that we eat on a regular basis to how we're feeling. But if you take into consideration that 90% of our serotonin is produced in our gut, then it would make complete sense that the things that we eat are a direct contributor to our happiness. And I can really see how that coincides because I, I love food and, and it's no mystery to anyone who knows me. It's Something that you eat something that's delicious, it makes you happy and, and you get that that is that dopamine hit when when you're eating something that's delicious and you and you're enjoying yourself doing it and you say you're connecting with family, you're connecting with the food, you're just being in that moment, it's that trigger for yourself that gives you a sense of happiness. If you're eating a meal that you don't necessarily like, like I can easily see how you're not ex- as ecstatic about it or you're not as happy generally as if it was something that you enjoyed. And, and I think we do put a lot on ourselves and I know I have an unhealthy relationship with food, but at the same time, it's how I was raised my whole life and, and it's 
I love food. I love sweets. Yeah, that's a great point too. But I also think it's important to point out that this is all information. So anytime that I have a day that isn't optimal, to me, I'm like, man, you fucked up, Ashley. And that's fantastic because that's information. And by considering that and not being so hard on ourselves when we don't necessarily have that win for the day, and we can shift our mindset to be able to be explorers of ourselves, then we can go back to the point in time where we fucked up. <laughs> so I can I can give you an example of myself. We went out to Northwoods, which is this restaurant that's covered in snow, and it's absolutely amazing. <laughs> and they have this red cabbage salad and a blue cheese salad. And that's all that I ate was those salads. But then... I wanted to buy some octopus because I told Clint that I want to use octopus as bait for an upcoming fishing trip because I plan on catching some halibut. And so going to the only place that we knew that was <laughs> octopus, which was this Asian market in this giant Asian complex here locally, we were walking around and finding all these different foods that I haven't had in a really long time. So after having those salads, then I ate a chicken empanada. And then, and it was funny because I told, it was only like maybe two and a half, three hours since we had eaten. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I feel hungry again. <laughs> and so I ate that empanada and there is a purple yam called ube. And it's almost like a sweet potato, but like a thousand times more delicious. And so I found this bread that was like these Hawaiian rolls. So imagine a Hawaiian roll with like sweet potato, but it's bright purple Inside, And it was the most delicious thing that I've ever eaten in my life. But then Clint got, I guess, what would be considered another empanada made out of plantains. So like a banana empanada. And I ate all of that <laughs> within like an hour time span. And that's not typical eating for me at all. And so for me to be hungry like that, too, like the the information that I can go back on was to ask myself, like, where was the moment where you made the mistake? And the mistake was it probably would have been okay if I just ate the empanada. But then having those two other things that were like super dense and super sweet thereafter, especially because I, for the past at least six months or so, like I'm really not eating tons of carbs. And so having essentially eaten no carbs at all for these past two weeks and then going in and then having that food, it was my body telling me like, dude, what are you doing to me? Yeah. And, and it's carb overload and it's kind of fighting back against you. Yeah. And it's it's like when you put yourself like, let's say you put yourself on a fast food diet where you tell yourself, I'm not going to be eating fast food for the next month or whatever it is. And, you know, we've gone many lengths of time without having any kind of fast food And I know for me, the moment that I have that like McDonald's kids meal or something, I will throw up like that's it's just my body telling me that, you know, you've been so clean to me. And then now you're putting this garbage inside of me and I don't want you to do that. And then we pay attention to it. Yeah, it's it's really important to listen to your body and not not give into cravings associated to, say, the fast food. It's it's. It makes me think of just how how awful that stuff is to us. Is it delicious? Absolutely. But it's something that we always fight ourselves on. There's, there's this <clears throat> immense controversy that I hear going on all the time where, 
you know, we talk about different diets and, and keto and, you know, that's certainly a big part of my lifestyle. But the controversy seems to be whether or not we should be consuming carbohydrates. But recent studies <clears throat> excuse me, are showing that we we actually don't have any kind of biological necessity to be consuming carbohydrates. And if we do, it's at a very small level. And what that means is that our bodies were designed to be fat adapted. And what fat adapted means is that our bodies were designed to be able to burn fat and not carbs or the carbs that are converted into glucose into sugar. And then most certainly not to be consuming the sugar because, you know, table sugar is man-made. That's something that had never existed before. And I think it's important for us to be able to just understand those things and to get curious about our bodies. But again, to not beat ourselves up when we have a day that's not perfect. Yeah, I think it's really important to, and I see this all the time with myself, is you eat good for a good solid week and then you have that day of just eating shit food all day. And then you're like, well... I ate bad yesterday, so why not eat bad again today instead of just saying, okay, I'm going back into my routine, into my habits of getting back into the low carb or the less eating of shit foods as your day goes on. And if we're using that as information, then, excuse me, we could we can ask ourselves, like, where was that moment where I decided that after a week's length of me eating properly, I decided that I wanted to shift that. And then I felt bad about doing it. Like, what was the moment that caused that? And then when you have date, the next day one comes around of you deciding like, okay, I need to get back on this, then to prepare yourself with that information, right? It's like going into combat, you know, that there's an enemy waiting around that corner. So you're going to be prepared for that corner because you know, you still have to take this path to go by it anyways. So I think that it's important for us to just take in information to assess ourselves and then to rebuild these sort of algorithms that we're operating from. Um, I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop the link to Jordan Rubin's book down below. If you have gotten value, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I am sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.